Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Welcome everyone to Geraldine Tegelov Live. Yes, I'm Geraldine and I'm so excited to be with you again for this week. Had a little mini break last week from everything. Bill's on holiday at the moment, so we thought we might just take the opportunity to enjoy a little bit of R&R together. So we had a lovely week going for walks and doing lots of reading in front of the open fire because it's winter, of course, here in our part of the world, and uh, some gardening and generally just vegging out. It was just fabulous. Don't know about you, but I find it quite difficult to slow down and take a break sometimes. And, oh, my goodness, you know, I feel quite guilty about not opening the computer and working. (laughs) But I'm pleased to say that after a couple of days, I I managed to turn off and relax and it was just perfect. I must say we also found time to sneak in a little shopping, which is always fun. Anyway, this week I am ready and raring to get back into work and I began actually the week on Saturday with a a fabulous workshop on modern-day alchemy, and uh, myself and the participants had a great time, so that was a really good way to start my week. Um, But uh, this week, uh, we're going to get back into our current series, which really does have the ability to open our eyes to so many things in relation to our new great age and what it holds in store for us. If we are ready and willing to embrace its uh, delights, yeah. (laughs) So today brings us to the third week in a four-week series on planet Earth's new children. In the first week, we discovered who these children are, which I then followed through by what they know that we could really remember, yes, (laughs) we need to remember. And this week we're going to discover how we can support and nurture these children within your journey. Uh, This is a question that I get on a regular basis from parents, but, you know, how, how can we nurture this or support this so that the children don't forget what they really know? Well, what I share with you on this show is of huge importance as it uh, not only shares with you wonderful ways that you can support these children, but it also brings into play an all-important law of the universe, the law of compensation. You know, what we give out, we get back. In this particular case, we get back multiplied in abundance. Anything we can do to support these children 
will certainly have a huge impact on how we move into fourth dimensional way of life. You see, the truth is that they know how. They haven't forgotten like we have. The how that will change our lives in unbelievable ways. So on this show, I'm going to endeavor to share with you a number of ideas that you can use to assist your children and your grandchildren to embrace their unique gifts and talents and shine a light on the pathway that leads into our beautiful golden age. In fact, I have eight simple ways to help planet Earth's new children to help us. And I can't wait to share these with you. But before I get into that, we're going to have our usual weekly reading. Very important to have this as well. It helps us to get through our week. We know what we can focus on and and what the probable outcome will be. So let's begin with that. And the cards I've chosen for a focus for this week are the Feather Magic Oracle cards. And as you know, you'll find the pics of these on my show page or at my website at www.geraldinetegelove.com. And Tegelove is spelled T-E-G-G-E-L-O-V-E. So you could whiz over there and have a little look at what they're all about. They are just gorgeous cards. There are 38 in the pack, and there's a guidebook as well. So you can't go wrong, really. And it's definitely a fun way to give yourself or give your friends an accurate reading. So I chose the cards um, for for today's show, and the first card that came out was the card of Nurturing. Interesting, isn't it? I love the way they line up with what we're going to talk about in the show. But this card, this exquisitely small, soft down feather, is a symbol of being nurtured or feeling nurtured. These feathers are worn over the heart or chest area of the bird, bringing protection from the chilly winds of winter or the cold, frosty mornings. And boy, they need them here at the moment in our part of the world. (laughs) The bird fluffs its down feathers to feel nurtured and warm and protected. It is not only the bird that needs to be nurtured, though, and protected from this journey of life. It is essential to every human to experience this during times of challenge or through the the changing times of one life cycle to the next. Nurturing feeds the body and the soul and brings you safely through tough, trying times. So nature spirits have snuggled this little feather of nurture into your hands today. And they bring you a wonderful message of continual protection, regardless of what you may be experiencing experiencing in your life at this particular point in time. This fluffy white feather will also help to bring peace to your uh, roller coaster of emotions, enabling you to feel safe and move confidently towards your desires. Today, in your imagination, enfold yourself in down feathers and feel the nurturing protection they have to offer you. You need to understand that for this week, you are cared for and you are safe. Beautiful first reading. 
Mm, it's nice to feel nurtured, isn't it? And feel secure and safe. Now, our second card, the second card that came out for this week is the card of secret longings. Oh, I wonder. I'm sure we all have little secret longings hidden in our hearts somewhere. Sometimes they've just been hidden away for so long that we've forgotten that they're there. But this feather today, it's a little feather, it symbolizes the secret longings of your heart. Deep within your heart hides a magical jewel treasure chest filled to the brim with your secret longings. Also within you, there is a key which unlocks this treasure chest, allowing a a mystical white light to seep through the darkness and gently shine into your secret dreams and desires. Owning and embracing your secret longings is the key. And by doing this, they will gently unfurl in the most amazing ways. You will no longer be wishing and hoping for something Uh, that lies hidden in the darkness, but you will be rejoicing in the manifestation of something extraordinary, the truth of you. (coughs) Pardon me. So nature spirits have softly and gently landed this beautiful feather into your heart today. Be assured that it is a message wrapped in excitement and happiness. Your secret longings are being brought to light in the most magical ways. I'm sure you'll be hearing little whispers from your heart to unlock that treasure chest and bring them into the light. But to keep the process happening, nature spirits, pardon me, need your assistance. Acknowledging and taking action on the secrets of your heart will enable the light to reach the innermost depths of your treasure chest. Uh, And your happiness will be multiplied a million times over. So they are suggesting today that you use your imagination to bring this process into being by visualizing the, the end result. What is your secret desire? Then follow through by taking just one tiny action step each and every day towards the realization of your secret longings. Oh, you are so brave. And those secret longings are there for you. So bring them out, uncover them, unlock that little treasure chest and bring them into the light. I know they're there. So many people tell me, you know, when I say to them, what's your secret longing? And they say, I don't know, I don't have any. But believe me, we all have secret longings. It really is a matter of uh, trusting your heart, connecting into your heart and asking your heart, what is it that I really long for? It may be just simply to um, have a feeling of total peace in your life. It might be wanting to experience real freedom. Uh, it could be, I just want to be happy with, with everything that's occurring in my life. There are so many little secret longings that are hidden in our hearts. 
uh, and it takes time to contemplate this idea and to really uh, feel your way into it. So for some people, it will be something very practical, you know, like I want a new employment or new house or whatever it is. And for others, remember, it may be just a longing to feel some particular emotion. So get out that treasure chest and have a little look through it this week and see what you can find. I bet there are secret longings there. Now, after the break, we're going to get straight into some fabulous ideas of how we can nurture and support our planet Earth's new children. So hang tight. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Teglove will return after this short break. My husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's words you never heard. If you're like me, when you've finished dining at a restaurant, you hate waiting and waiting for the check to arrive so you can pay and get on with your day. I admit my rocket, as my kids call it, starts going off, and my husband always wants one more cup of coffee, and I'm ready to go, wiki, wiki, let's go. It's not that I'm tense. I'm just terribly alert. My husband always has a cup of coffee in his hand, so much so he is wearing out the handles of our coffee mugs. But then again, he's not as bad as the French writer Voltaire, who drank 70 cups of coffee a day. I can't drink coffee before going to bed because I get too wadgety. My husband, on the other hand, can drink several cups of joe and go right to sleep. And I'm not talking slum gullion. That's weak coffee. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And today we are in the third of a series of four shows dedicated to helping us understand the new children arriving on planet Earth. As I have explained in the previous weeks, uh, these children have arrived knowing so much, yes, and these new children are helping us to remember the wisdom that we have within us, but we've just forgotten over the years. And the very best thing we can do for ourselves and our planet is to uh, support 
and nurture these beautiful souls so as to connect into our very own source of wisdom. So rather than perceiving many of these children as different or problematic, which is often the way they're viewed, it is time to get to know them, embrace them, and nurture their beautiful hearts and minds and spirits. Yes, it is ever so true. These gorgeous kids have arrived to remind us of a way of living that we have simply forgotten, a fourth-dimensional way of life. Okay, so where do I begin? <laughs> well, I've, I've got eight beautiful ideas, so we better get into it, hadn't we? And I'm, of course, going to start with idea number one. And it's all under the heading of research and reading. Yeah, the very first thing to do is to become informed. You know, we can no longer hide in our old paradigms and pretend that nothing is happening. It is happening and will continue to happen regardless of whether we acknowledge it or not. And the biggest issue will be that by um, hiding our head in the sand, so to speak, changes will occur and we'll be left behind and left wondering why life is turning out to be so challenging. So I guess what I'm saying is change is here and rather than fighting it, we need to embrace it and go with the flow. Once we do this, life will become just so much easier and brighter and happier and successful and anything else you wish it to be. Yes, woohoo! We need to become informed with regards to our children. But first and foremost, we need to become informed about the ways of the universe and the changes that we are all experiencing at the moment. Once we do this, we will then have a much greater understanding of why these children are like they are. So where to begin? Well, I suggest, uh, humbly suggest and urge you to learn about the laws of the universe in which you live. This is really basic information that all of us need to know and understand and and then put into action in our lives. It's no good just knowing it. We have to action it. Although these laws are unseen, they still operate regardless of whether we know about them or not. So don't let these pass you by because they are absolutely vital to you creating the happiness and success that you desire. Next, I would suggest you begin, (coughs) pardon me, to learn about the real you. There is another side to all of us. We have a physical aspect to our being, but we also have a spiritual aspect, which is far greater and more important than simply a body and a mind. And this... um, spiritual part of us is the engine that drives every single part of our lives. So I'm guessing it would be very wise for us to get to know it and embrace it and work hand in hand with it. And then I suggest you start researching and learning about what the golden age is all about and what it means for you. 
Now, I'm about to run a series around this topic on radio, so this might be something you can tune into and listen with open ears and an open heart. And I think that's coming up in the next month or so, so look out for that one. Look at what fourth dimension is all about and embrace the ideas that feel perfect for you or feel right for you. I mean, there's so much info being poured into the net and books and spiritual radio, etc. So there's really no excuse for not knowing or growing your knowledge and understanding of what is occurring on our planet right now. Our New Age children certainly have the edge on us here and only too willing to teach us what it means to step into this new dimension if we're willing to listen and learn. That's the key to it. Are we willing to listen and learn? Because they're, in lots of ways, already living it. And discover more about our children and what they have to offer. This can be as simple as connecting to the two previous shows here on Geraldine Tegelove Live. So simple and gives you lots of valuable info about these beautiful kids. I mean, there's just so much to learn. But we don't have to get uptight about this or think, oh, it's all in the too hard basket. No, it's not. Uh, Just simple ways of connecting to them. Just a little bit of research a little bit of listening or reading, and you'll be on your way. Because may I humbly suggest that it's time to put to one side any excuses you may have had and really do something about this. I promise you will be delighted at what you discover and how it will change your life in the most magical and mystical ways. We all have contact with children in some way. Whether we're a parent or a grandparent or a carer or we have, you know, nephews or nieces or whatever it is, there are children that we come in contact on a quite a regular basis. So we get to, need to get to know what they're about. And, and no good, oh, you know, back in the my day or the olden days or whatever. Remember, stepping into a new paradigm is so important. Okay, so what about idea number two? And this is all about listening with an open heart. I'm really sorry with my croaky voice. I've had a little bit of a sore throat and so it's a little bit croaky today. This is so, so important. Yes, as I've explained in the previous shows, these children are different This is a fact that we are really struggling with. Why? Because we're so used to living in an old paradigm that it only makes sense that we're going to find it difficult to look at life from a totally new perspective. As they say, old habits die hard and sometimes they really do, don't they? (laughs) Well, they do for me anyway, (laughs) yes. Our new children arrive with Uh, a totally new and different way of living. And we can either come to terms with this and treat them the way they deserve to be treated or basically suffer the consequences. I mean, have you come up against an indigo child who's 
in full flight, oh my goodness, they see things black and white. And it's no good trying to tell them there's a gray area. Uh uh. So, yeah, watch out. <laughs> but they're so much fun. They just don't see or do things the way that we've done them for oh so long. And if we can just begin to listen to what they have to share with us, we might have a chance of a happy and harmonious relationship with them. These children come filled with a light energy that is foreign to ours, and they come living from the heart rather than the mind. These are two facts that are essential to our understanding of these beautiful souls. In our third dimensional way of living, we've been living through the mind as opposed to living in the heart, which is the way to manifest in the fourth dimension. This automatically places us on the back foot rather than moving us closer to our dreams and goals. Our new old age children come knowing this is how you manifest. And I guess it's our job to help them hold on to this understanding rather than trying to convince them to change to our way, pardon the pun, you know, our way of thinking or doing things. And the easiest way for us to support this is by actually opening our hearts and truly listening to their way of doing things. Yes, it may seem upside down to the way we've operated in life, but living in and through the heart rather than allowing our thoughts to rule our day is definitely the way to go. So open your heart and listen. You may not always agree, but at least be open to new possibilities. Am I saying that there's no need for boundaries or rules? Absolutely not. What I am suggesting is that it's maybe time to start living from our heart and not judge everything these children do or say as wrong or foreign. It's time to nurture their amazing ability to leave the mind out of the equation, connect to the heart and manifest from this space. These children are having enough issues trying to fit into an education system that is unable to meet their needs. They really don't need family and friends to also place them into the, what would we call it, the too hard basket. That is just not the way to go. These kids need to be supported and nurtured through um, through their lives. And half the time you see is that we you know when they they live a certain way they just see that as the way to go not the way that uh, we've been living so just try and listen and connect sometimes they won't be able to explain it perfectly to you but they will know about it Now, we're coming into the next break, and after the break, I've got so many more ideas to share with you, so I suggest you don't go away, hang on tight, because this is so, so important to your children, and your grandchildren, and to you, and to our planet. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Researchers report that most people living in the slimmest cities in the United States said that they exercise on a regular basis and eat healthy, low-calorie foods. They also frequently eat fruit and vegetables. In fact, half or more of the residents in all the least obese cities report exercising for at least 30 minutes three or more days a week. That's in sharp contrast to the nation's 10 most obese cities, where in all but one, less than half of the residents report exercising that much. Smoking rates were also lower than the national average in all of the least obese metropolitan areas. So regardless of where you live, keep those healthy habits of daily exercise and low-calorie eating to stay slim and healthy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Vitzel souped. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And if you've just joined us, we're in the third week of a four-week series and we're chatting about planet Earth's new children and how we can support and nurture them in their physical journey and in doing so, help us to remember our sacred wisdom that lies deep within. It's time to realize that things are changing and changing fast. And by understanding and supporting these beautiful souls, we're helping our planet align with this fourth dimensional level of consciousness as well. Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show and heaps of others, then you can download it for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelov Live under podcasts, or you can come here to Toginet and listen or download from my show page. And you can also find them on my website at CheraldineTegelove.com. Okay, back to ideas that will really help support and nurture our new age kids. And we certainly don't want them to forget all that they arrived with. The knowledge and wisdom and general know-how of helping this planet move easily and effortlessly into the new golden age. If we don't, it may be a much bumpier ride than anticipated. Uh, These ideas that I'm sharing with you are not at all difficult, but, you know, they could be the difference between our children living their passion and purpose and not. Simple as that. 
But I know we all want to love our children in ways that seem them happy and successful. So let's get to it and help them. Yes. <laughs> Idea number three, encourage their giftedness. If you haven't quite noticed as yet, these children have a very, um, have a way of learning that is far out of alignment with our outdated learning techniques. These children arrive with what is called an area of expertise or giftedness, and for the most part are only really interested in educating themselves within this gift or talent. So whilst our education system works at understanding how these children operate and shift gears within their methods of teaching, I guess it's our job to support and nurture these gifts and talents at home in whatever way we can. By finding outlets or classes or clubs or similar gifted children, these kids can flourish and grow within their unique gifts. Encourage them to express their gifts, even in small ways at home, so they're not simply made to fit the old paradigm of one-size-fits-all types of learning. Mm, big statement there. There are some fabulous schools emerging that are already recognizing how these children best learn and are allowing this to happen. As you've probably noticed, they do not just do as they're told, as we did, but need to be given some pretty good reasons for having to do certain things a certain way. And even then, they question why. This really follows on to uh, the next or number four idea, acceptance. And this does follow on from encouraging them in their gifts. Yes, accepting their differences as good rather than putting them in the too hard basket or labeling them as dysfunctional is what we all need to be doing. There's also the matter of accepting that these children have certain sensitivities that have not been a great issue in the past. Remember I mentioned earlier that these kids uh, who are filled uh, or are filled with light energy. We are too, but our light has been dimmed and has go grown quite heavy. And it's because of this lighter energy that they can't cope with the world that is heavy and dense. It's only natural that they exhibit uh, skin sensitivity, food allergies, noise sensitivity, etc., etc. So if we can become aware of these issues and work with them, we are then able to support and, and nurture our children through these challenges so that they're happier and healthier little beings. It, it is just so important to do this. Um, and if we do, oh my goodness, it'll make such a difference to their lives. Now, we're up to idea number five. And this is all about embracing their spiritual gifts and intuitive powers. If your child tells you they see fairies or see spirit, then please believe them. I'm serious, because the truth is they can. I remember as a child talking to my fairy friends and that my family regarded uh, as make-believe or imaginary friends. But they weren't. They were ever so real. 
I really did see and chat with fairies, but I was told in rather firm ways that I couldn't. And so I quickly learned not to. And I'm afraid this has happened to many of us over time. But we certainly don't want to make the same mistake with our children or grandchildren. Many of these kids are in close communication with the spirit realms and feel very comfortable with this. So allowing them to continue this type of communication and nurturing it is of great importance to both them and us. Just imagine what they can teach us or share with us and the answers they can give us through this type of communication. They simply see this gift as natural, normal, something that you just do, not something that you have to work at, which is the way we view it quite often. So how can we nurture this gift? Well, as I said just uh, before, start by accepting what they're telling you. I know our youngest granddaughter often tells us her mum, or tells, uh, not us, but tells her mum, and she does tell us too about times when Nan and Orp, which is Bill and I, were her mum and dad. Thank goodness Jacinta, our daughter, accepts what she talks about, and there's never been a time when the family have told her anything to the contrary. It is quite amazing the detail that she shares with us. Uh, Many of these children will show great interest in crystals, feathers and rocks, oracle cards and all things metaphysical, something that many of us uh, who have been raised in the old paradigm probably did as well, but maybe not really knowing why. Our new children do know the reason for their interest in such things And to talk to them about their collections can be quite fascinating. So how can you help? Well, simply make conversation and listen. Support them by perhaps finding new crystals or feathers or rocks to add to their collection. Ask them to tell you what they're about. Talk to them. Buy them a pack of oracle cards ones that they feel drawn to and help them to read the guidebook if they're they're not quite up to doing that yet and practice using them with them. You never know. You may find some answers for yourself as well. I know our grandchildren just love playing with my oracle cards and are constantly asking me to do readings for them. And it's interesting, they say to me, Uh, particularly one of them, uh, will say to me, uh, and he's 13 years of age, so he's, you know, he's not little. But he'll, when I do a reading with my Nature Spirit cards, he'll say to me, Nan, I think there's more to it than what you're telling me. Uh, Perhaps we could look at it again later because I know there's more information. And, you know, he's always right. When we go back to the cards and we look at them again, spirit will download more things through me or through him. He knows when there's more to it than I'm explaining. So these kids are really good with this. So allow them to help you. Now, idea number six is all about meditation. Children love to meditate. My husband, Bill, teaches in a very large secondary school. 
for those who are not familiar with the Australian school system, I'm talking children from 12 years to 18 years of age. Bill offers meditation once a week, first thing in the morning before school, and is always amazed at the number of students who attend. And the numbers continually rise. Now, this meditation is not compulsory, so the students can choose if they wish to attend or not. In fact, it's not even a guided meditation. Bill usually takes something they may like to focus on, but for the most part, it's simply music playing and a beautiful time to sit in the stillness. He also did this in his previous school, a boys-only school, and it was exactly the same. Our new children are seeking a time of stillness in a world that is ever, ever so busy. You can nurture this at home. Create a space that is dedicated to a quiet time and set it up with what the children love. Maybe candles or feathers or crystals or flowers or anything the children love to collect. Pop some cushions on the floor and have a CD player or iPod nearby with music ready to play. Make sure this music is of the quiet meditative variety. A great way to nurture this activity is actually spend time meditating with the children. Now, please let me make it clear that the children may not necessarily sit with legs crossed and fingers joined as in, you know, what is perceived as the correct meditation pose. Their meditation may be simply looking at beautiful pictures in a book or moving to the music or playing with their feathers Another great way for children to meditate is by quietly blowing bubbles and watching them rise and fall. I'm sure the children will tell you what works for them. So just go with the flow and meditate with them in your ways or in their ways. And don't expect them to do it the way you are your preconceived ideas of what meditation is all about. They're just uh, searching for that quiet stillness within them, and they'll find it very quickly. Okay, now we're coming to the next break. My goodness, time is going quickly, and I have another couple of fabulous ideas to share with you. But I will do that following the very next break. So hang tight, everybody. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Teglov will return after this short break. Listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. No, hold on. That doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. 
I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Many times people think they're hungry when actually they are just thirsty. Staying hydrated and drinking plenty of water is a fundamental principle of weight loss. The University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill found that people who drink about seven cups of water a day eat nearly 200 fewer calories than those who get less than a glass a day. The challenging part is to be sure to get enough water throughout the day. Personally, I don't really like to drink water, so I make drinking water a habit and do it without thinking about it. I always drink around 32 ounces in the morning when I work out and then at least one glass with each meal that I eat. I make it a point to get at least eight glasses of water a day. Most importantly, don't confuse hunger for thirst. If you find yourself with hunger pains, try drinking a glass of water instead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! We are back and you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Take a Love Live. In this series, I'm sharing with you lots about planet Earth's new children. This week in particular has been all about learning how to uh, support and nurture our children into living who they are and at the same time helping ourselves to understand and really step into a new way of living. My note to self for this week says, we just have to close our eyes to fly to the moon, dance across the stars, and slide down the most beautiful rainbow. Imagination plus feeling builds dreams. Our planet Earth's new children do have a fabulous imagination, and they love to live there. Now, I have a meditation song for us today which talks about this. And I actually wrote this song, particularly for our grandchildren, for them to just listen to and think about and remind them of the imagination that they have and the ability that they have to connect to it. So this is a great song for all of us today to uh, remind us of that beautiful imagination that we have within us and how it creates dreams. So right now, let's have a listen to the song, Wishes, Dreams and Magic. Here we go. Dreams and magic are 
special part of the child that's always calling you from the middle of your heart. Take you where you see in the middle of the forest there grows a magic tree. If you tiptoe very softly, don't make the slightest sound. The little ones who live there will be dancing round and round. Get there on a moonlit night. 
Fantastic, a beautiful song for meditation or a beautiful song just to listen to and have a little bit of time out to. So, mm, now, that song, of course, leads me into my idea number seven. And you'll think when I say it's really important for these children to spend lots of time in nature, what's that got to do with the song? Well, I'll explain as I go. (laughs) Out in nature is such an an uplifting and renewing space to spend time in. You know, the energy that flows through nature is uh, clean and clear and totally nourishing to the body, mind and spirit. I don't see spending time in nature as a choice, but a necessity. And new age children also need to spend time out playing and running and walking or simply being in nature. Many of the activities we did as children are perfect for our children and grandchildren as well. The art of playing outdoors is one that's been lost as children find more ways to spend time on technology. And this is fine, and I certainly don't want to completely push them away from their iPads or iPhones or tablets, etc., etc. <laughs> but they also do need to get out and breathe in fresh air and take in clear energy. And I also understand that to find time to do this can be quite a challenge. There are so many demands on mums and dads and, and believe me, grandparents as well. (laughs) It's so much easier just to pop on a movie rather than go out and find trees to climb and puddles to jump in and leaves to roll in or water to play in. But in saying that, When I do make the time to go out um, to what the children and I have affectionately named the Dragon Forest, time stands still for all of us and we have a fabulous time. I, I am just a little past climbing trees these days, but I'm still rather good at living in my imagination and making up stories and games to play. Remember, imagination builds dreams and desires and If we can help our children to live in their imagination through their heart, oh my goodness me, they'll be the creators of miracles. And what's more, you'll be able to pat yourself on the back and say, I'm helping them. And at the same time, I'm helping me. Oh, fabulous. Now, my very last little idea for today is a very simple one. It's just called Time Out. These kids, particularly those on the spectrum, are looking for time out. They don't need their day filled with activities. They just need to be able to spend time by themselves, often just in their room, and have time out from the world. This can also just mean going out under a tree or out in the yard or going for a walk quietly, just some time out to themselves. And if they just want to put their headphones in or their earphones, you know, the earplugs in and just veg out, then let them do it because that is so, so important to these children. They need time out. The same as we need time out. Sometimes we're so uh, focused on filling their days with that 
with activities, more and more activities. My goodness, keeping up with a child's calendar these days, they need a social secretary, some of them, don't they? (laughs) So ease back on those and give them space to just be time out. So, so important to these children and important to us as well to find that quiet time out and just be. And you don't have to fill this with anything. Just sit. Just look out on the world if you have the space to do that. Don't think. Don't do anything. Just be. It's quite a difficult one to do. But I'm sure you can do it. Okay, but uh, time to finish the show for this week. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. And I do hope the ideas that I have shared with you today are going to help you uh, look at your children and grandchildren in a totally new light, a new lighter energy. Yes. (laughs) Now, remember, you can connect to any of the shows through iTunes or through uh, Toginet here or through my website. I'll have them all on my website as well. In the meantime, I want to just wish you a wonderful week, a week that is filled with a million blessings of happiness and love and peace. Yeah, just have a fabulous one, everyone. And I'll be here again next week with more great ideas to share with you. So bye for now, everyone. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So why not?